0: Welcome to Sound Mind Sound Body Stories, a podcast powered by ASICS. I'm Tegan Nash, and this is a show for anyone and everyone on a mission to improve their health physically and mentally. My guest today is no stranger to the limelight, but his Sound Mind Sound Body story is no ordinary story, and he's no ordinary guy. Andrew Reed is a Bondi Rescue Lifeguard, an athlete, proud husband, and a dad. In our chat, Reedy tells us about his early days as a troubled teen, from dealing with bullying and falling in with the wrong crowd, to how his discovery of sport and working as a garbo in Sydney's eastern suburbs turned his life around. Here is Andrew Reid. Andrew Reid, I feel like I need to call you Reedy. Is that that what everyone calls you?
1: Yeah, but my close friends call me either Aru, which was my original nickname as a kid, uh, and that's just Andrew shortened, um, or Roo now. Um, But yeah, anyone else usually just calls me Reedy, but you can call me whatever you like.
0: Okay. I'm going (laughs) to go with Reedy.
1: Go with Reedy.
0: You're a busy man.
1: Uh, flat out. Uh, you, yeah.
0: you know, Bondi Rescue event MC, Ironman athlete, marathon runner, photographer, radio producer, commentator, ambassador for a number of different charities.
1: Wanna be? How? <laughs> <laughs> Wanna be? No, I'm not going to say that.
0: <laughs> How do you stay on top of everything?
1: I'm I'm very organised. I feel like that's why I managed to do what mothers around the world do every day. Mm -hmm. quite well. I think I'm, um, yeah, I'm just multitask. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm just really organized. I always, I'm I'm forever making to do lists and notes in my phone. Apple notes are my favorite, my best friend. Yeah. I don't know. I just think I'd rather be way busy than bored because one of my favorite sayings is an idle mind is the devil's playground Mm -hmm. and I spent a lot of my teens or not older teens and mid twenties sort of being a little bit bored, having good jobs, but being bored and partying a lot. So now I'd rather just fill my time with things that enrich my life and make me grow and I'm always learning from them as opposed to being bored and then, you know, a lot of guys my age either have a midlife crisis or turn to the drink and do other things. So exercise keeps me... Very grounded, but I mean that comes from a different place. My exercise comes from me being an overweight teenager and 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 finding exercise and finding what it can do for me. What um, sort
0: of made you make that change?
1: or uh, from being an overweight teenager. Mm. Couple You'd of reasons.
0: Bullied, did any comments, or you just didn't feel good about yourself?
1: Combination of those things, and girls. Girls usually come into it too. I had a, <laughs> I fell in love with a girl. Um, I go into too much detail with the story, but I fell in love with her and I tried to kiss her on New Year's Eve when I think it was like, oh, I would have been 19, I'm sure I'm age here, <laughs> 1995 I think it was. We are in high school and, um, and I tried to kiss her on New Year's Eve up at Dudley Page Reserve. Mm. Um, fireworks were going off, this is my moment and she just fully brushed me. Mm. And I knew part of the reason was I was probably nearly 110 kilos, so I thought I'll show you and I did. <laughs> and then I think a year later I ended up, um, kissing her, dated her for two weeks.
0: Two weeks, long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So was that, do you think the sort of like catalyst to get you to where you are today?
1: hundred percent. It's funny. One of my favorite uh, things to watch on YouTube and it's changed my life a lot is Steve Jobs' commencement speech for Stanford University and he talks about connecting the dots looking back. And if I look back on everything that's happened in my past that's led me to somewhere really good, it was something really bad or seen as being bad. And so now I just live my life like if bad things happen, it's just leading me somewhere good. So that's great. You know, you've just got to like, I'm very glass half full. Like my glass is overflowing every day (laughs) (laughs) because like, yeah, you know, like being like, I always worry. Like I've got kids now and I always think, oh, you know, like I, I, I don't let my daughter eat sugar. And part of me is like a little bit, like I don't want her to be overweight. I want her to be healthy and happy. But I think, i got the best life in the world now and I yeah. don't think if I, I – I don't know if that I would have that if I wasn't overweight when I was a kid. I don't know if – you know, you see, I see a lot of my mates that grew up that were like really good young sportsmen and now they hate sport. Mm. And it's like I didn't play any sport from the age of 12. I just ate lollies, you know. And like my nickname when I was, you know, bullied at school was Saggister Butch and I'll have another leg of lamb read and that was saggy ass double chin. Wow. <laughs> I'll have another leg of lamb read and that – I mean I was away with probably – 20 kids at a girl's farm and and some, they all made this nickname up about me. And I started crying and my parents came and got me and it was horrendous. Like I hated it at the time, but it was all fuel for the fire. And when I decided I wanted to lose some weight and I sort of took up running, I used to walk and run around the block. And then sort of after about six to eight weeks, I could sort of run three laps of the block. Mm. And I kind of figured out my own nutrition plan. I just thought it's just common sense really. Like I mean, over the years, I've read books and, and understand nutrition a lot yeah. more, yeah. Like, you know, I've read this book called Sweet Poison, which changed my life as well. It made me understand how bad sugar is for us and stuff. I st- you know, I started running laps of the block and then I, I, I volunteered at a city to surf. Um, I'm pretty sure it was the year Steve Monaghetti set the record, 40.03, which is the most phenomenal time, ever, which Harry Summers nearly broke. And the last time they ran the city to surf, he missed it by like a second. But mm. I remember him running up the hill and like it was the city was in the background. And I was just like, oh, wow, what a legend, you know. And he's been a hero of mine ever since. And and I said, oh, one day I'm going to do that. And I think I did it when I was like 23 and I think I ran like 70 minutes. And I was like, one day Pretty quick. I want to run yeah. that fast. And over the course of 10 years, I got faster and faster and faster. And then I finally broke 50 and ticked my goal. And um, yeah.
0: Okay, wait, I just want to go back to when you're a kid and when you had uh, some of those negative comments because I know that there are some people that can be really affected by those comments and they can hold on to them for years later. Mm. Now, I was always uh, – I'm going to say I was like a probably like a mixed bag. I was healthy but then I wasn't healthy. So I think on the train to school every day I'd have like a packet of chips. Then when I got to school maybe a chocolate bar and like that was my breakfast.
1: We're, you, were you lucky enough to be able to do that, but and and, and not gain weight. I was weight? lucky, yes, yeah. yeah.
0: But yeah. you're not healthy inside, No. and it no, comes no. out in other ways. Because mm. I was moody as a teenager. You're lethargic in class. You can't concentrate. Yeah. So there were other sort of you know repercussions from that. Then moving on a few years, had left school and got really into fitness and health. I think I had just learnt that ugh, sugar isn't. It's not good for our bodies. No. Like, it's, yeah. you know, it's delicious sometimes, but everything's balanced. Mm. And I remember a girl came up to me and she said, do you know what? For someone who runs as much as you, I thought you'd be skinnier. <laughs> wow. And I remember thinking, what? That is so savage. Yeah. Like if I wasn't a strong person, that could have broken me, that comment. Oh, for sure. How did you, because you seem like maybe similar mindset to me, like those comments, I'm like, meh, whatever. It's it's probably their stuff that they're going through. How did you get over that being young?
1: Um, oh, I was at Waverley probably um, when I gained all the weight. And private school boys can be cruel, especially, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, like year seven and eight. I did it at Waverly and then I fell in with the wrong crowd, probably because of a lot of that. A couple of girls that I was with wanted to run away from home, <laughs> so I gave them the keys to my parents' holiday house, and they ran away up there and it got found out and Waverley College didn't like that very much and Mm. they pretty much said, if you don't leave, we're going to kick you out. At the time, I I don't know, I probably didn't handle it very well but in saying that, I probably handled it better than most because – Probably because of my mum. I was probably brought up a lot by my mum than my dad. My dad, um, he was a used car salesman. He was at work from like six in the morning to, mm. to you know, um, seven, seven o'clock at night. So mum probably did a lot of the discipline with me and she just brought us up to be tough. Yeah. I guess one of the things she was like she always said was just, you know, don't worry about what anyone else thinks. Just, just worry about yourself. As long as you're doing the right thing, then that's, that's the most important thing. And the other thing that she taught me was, she was like, she, the one thing she used to say to us, and it's funny, like I'm one of those people that have to learn by my mistakes. So, yeah, okay. you know, don't stand up on that chair. Don't stand up on that chair. Yep. Fall off the chair. Fall off and you're you like, know. oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> she always said to me, she was like, um, she said, you can do anything if you put your mind to it. Yeah. And, I, and it took years for it to sink in. And I think it finally sunk in when I was working as a full-time Garbo and a casual lifeguard and I didn't want to be a Garbo anymore. I loved the job I and mean, I, I loved mornings. I loved it. What I loved was the, it
0: like being a Garbo? The, I've I, always wanted to ask a Garbo.
1: Best job. I, I was lucky. I actually just did recycle. Yeah. Um, so I didn't like the bin stink, like there's no getting away from it, but yeah. I did recycle. I had my own run. I did all the coast from, um, Dover Heights to Bronte, mm-hmm. um, with Waverley council and all the big drinkers. So we had the biggest run in the yard, like Christmas time, we would fill our truck three times, wow. no problems. And, um, so a lot of heavy lifting, but had to be really fit. And I love that. Mm-hmm. I love the early start. I love the job and finish. Like some mornings I was done at eight o'clock. Started at four. I got up at four, got into the yard on, on the truck at quarter to five. And our truck was so quick. I worked with another guy, Nate Houlihan, for literally ten years and we we had the fastest truck in the yard. <laughs> A lot of trucks were jealous and we were like, that's just cause we work harder. Like we just run hard. Yeah. Yeah. And and I thoroughly enjoyed it. But my time there came to an end and I was sort of casual lifeguarding, but I didn't want to do lifeguarding full-time because I did never wanted to hate it. And and I think when that time came and I actually watched Steve Jobs commencement speech and I was like, you just got to take a chance. And so I took a chance and I thought I'll just be really good with my money. I'll work casual lifeguard through summer. I can get lots of hours and winter I'll just figure it out. You know, i got to pay rent, you know, it's expensive to live in Bondi. And then when I had that downtime, I started, I created this event. I was like, I want to give back to like, People that helped me when I was, like, a young teenager, which was the local youth centre, which was good because when I was, like, being picked on and stuff, I'd go to the youthy and they'd look after me. Mm. It's like, I want to raise some money for them, so I'll put on an event. And I put on the Bondi Splash and Dash and we – I think we raised about eight grand in the first year for them, which wasn't that's heaps, incredible. but –
0: Yeah, but, no, that's good.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it was fun. It was my yes. first – time ever organising event for like yeah. I think we had 400 people there and it was sending them in the water which is petrifying but luckily I had those skills as a lifeguard and stuff and yeah and from there I just, life just got busier and then obviously yeah. Bono Rescue happened and then it's all a matter, of, for me it's all been a matter of make hay while the sun shines and I'm still making hay, it's unreal yeah. <laughs> as I've gotten older and wiser I've learned I'm at a point now where I just want to spend every day either training mm-hmm. um, which I love, I train three times a day if I can or quality time with my kids, two kids under two and I'm actually Stay at home dad, so I'm trying to juggle training with that. Yeah, how is that? It's two for... kids under
0: t- under two and training as well.
1: Yeah, and work and organising stuff, and mm. it's it's good. I, I love being busy, but it's like you've just got to manage your time. The rock, I love the way the Rock talks about. It. He's like, you just got to get up earlier, and so I get up at four, which yeah. is fine. I love an early start.
0: Four. Oof.
1: Yeah, it's hard sometimes, but once I'm once I'm in the pool or out running or on the trainer, I don't care. I'm happy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. good Those good endorphins?
1: Oh, just like, you know, especially when you've got kids to deal with as well. It's like, it's <laughs> nice to just get away.
0: Yeah. How important Things is cost. family life to you?
1: Now, it's everything. Like I come down and most people are like, oh, you've got it great. You know, you come down, you spend a couple of nights down here, you work and then you go home. And it, it is good, but. When I'm at home and I'm sitting at Whippet's house who I stay with and he's got his family there and I just want to hang out with my kids. Yeah. Like they're so cute. They give you so much. They're just like little yous and they <laughs> – doesn't matter if you – like I'm toilet training my daughter at the moment and it's horrendous. But it just when she smiles, it yeah, it's everything.
0: Yeah, well, I – can't relate. I don't have kids. <laughs> I've got a fur baby, so I've been through the toilet training with him. Yeah, I've <laughs> but had a dog Probably not too. the same. Yeah. Oh. Everyone's like, Nah. Stop comparing the dogs nah. to babies. It's definitely not the same. Talk to me about uh, Bondi Rescue.
1: It was just weird. I mean, at first it was really weird. We, I'd been working down there for. Oh, three years, I think. And in the off season, I was going to the States and I was teaching water skiing at at, an exclusive summer camp in in America. And, And while I was over there, I got a few messages from some of the boys and they're like... Mate, they're filming a pilot for a TV show. It all came about Ben Davies, who was a lifeguard with us. He also worked on Getaway as a producer. And that year um, that he worked with us, we did 12 major resuscitations and we got all of them back. Like one guy struck by lightning in front of the tower, got him back, another guy. Um, Yeah, it was amazing. Like we did so many. I I was probably involved in about four of them. Yeah. But – All those stories from those 12 major resuscitations are all just incredible stories. Um, You could write a book on just that year and Ben was like, oh, my God, we need to make a TV show down here. So Mm -hmm. they filmed a pilot while I was away and I came back and that season, Channel 10 commissioned it to be a one-hour special and now we're up to season 16. It's shown in 180 countries around the world and and it's still weird because we just go to work and do our job.
0: Is it a high-pressure job? Like I think – You know, peak of summer down at Bondi Beach, the beach is packed. Mm. How do you sort of mentally prepare yourself?
1: Um, I think experience can be a good thing as a lifeguard but can also be a bad thing. Mm. I've got a lot of experience down there but sometimes I think it's not good for me because I've physically seen someone drown. I saw a guy put his hand up and then, you know, take his last breath. And I couldn't get to him in time. Like, Mm. it was horrendous. But I've also brought back 10, 15 people, you know, back from the dead, either from drowning or whatever. So it's good. Does
0: any of it take a toll on your mental health?
1: I had a bad suicide at the time when I was seeing a girl – and she was threatening to commit suicide mm-hmm. during our breakup. And so that affected me a little bit. The guy that I saw drown, that was a tough one. He was, he was, he was, it was actually kind of, I won't go into too much detail because we haven't got too much time, but I remember going home, I was gutted that day. And um, uh, I remember the boys were all good. And mum just like, I remember talking to mum then a couple of days later and she was like, what was he doing out there? And I was like, she goes, could he swim? And I was like, no, nah. oh, he's an idiot. What was he doing in the water? And I was like, I'm like oh you know like but it's my job to keep me safe and she's mm. like but you can't save everyone think about all the rescues that you have done you know like you've been down there a long time and it was anyway but that's yeah I don't I that one hasn't yeah but anyway there's been some you just manage them as best you can
0: yeah yeah and I running think, helps yeah so is running sort of your like way to release everything that's happening in your life
1: yeah the annoying thing for me with running is i actually do my best thinking and and the best ideas come into my head when i'm running mm. so sometimes i just need to sort of almost shut that side of my brain off and just listen to music and yes just say to myself this run is just all about clearing your mind but i actually also meditate a lot so i don't mind that about running yeah, meditation right. is really important to just clear your brain it's like our minds are just highways and you just need to like Close the highway for a few minutes. Yeah, yeah.
0: And you bring up your mum a lot. I feel like she has been probably like your rock and, and yeah. extremely like important person in your life.
1: I put her through a living hell growing up. Like I was an I was the you can imagine the worst son. I used to run away from home weekly, and then at one point she tried to put me uh, into boarding school, and she labelled all my clothes, got an extra job. Taking disabled kids to school so she could get paid more. To it was a it was a boarding school out at Bathurst called Stanny's, I think, or one of the Scots out there. Really expensive. Yeah. Anyway, we got out to the boarding school and I remember driving through the gates and I just saw all the nerdy Scots kids and I was like, this is not for me. Like I'm a rebel. As soon as we got in there, she stopped the car, and got out, and ran, and I ran out the front gates and I hid in the cornfields until I saw a car leave about three hours later. Um, She must have waited in there Thinking I'd come back And I didn't And then um, drove out And I ran up to the car And she was just crying Going I I can't do anything else else. You can go to Dover Heights So We went to Dover And Dover Heights High Had the worst reputation in Sydney But it was the best thing That could have happened to us Because the kids there They were all playing sport So Our whole My whole school, the, the any blokes that were interested in footy were playing footy. And so I got in with all the footy guys and
0: Do you think it was good because, you know, everyone was so focused on sport, it sort of gave you something to shift.
1: Yeah, well the group exactly the group of guys that I fell in with, they were they had three brothers and, and they their mum was a single mum and, you know, she was unbelievable and we used to go hang out at their place. But they couldn't afford anything, let alone um, you know, so we used to play basketball in their backyard and that was my just sport just changed my life completely i was still overweight then and i was just one of the one of the boys and i used to just go watch and i love basketball but but otherwise i didn't really play i think i was water boy for the footy team and stuff like that yeah when i fully found running but when i was a little bit older that's when my life changed completely
0: obviously the physical body it's that's important Mm. but looking after your mind is equally as important
1: yeah i think i think i was just lucky that yeah like i said i and you said, I talk about my mum a lot, just the way that she brought us up with with tough love. Um, we didn't get everything we wanted. Mm. You know, we learned to work for stuff. Like you've got to work for stuff. I it's think like, it's
0: so important to learn that at a young age. You have to work for absolutely everything. Yep. And you fail, but you get back up.
1: 100%. Failing's great because you learn. Exactly. It's awesome.
0: Yeah. Failing is very important. Yeah. I have to ask because you were such a little rebel. At school, <laughs> wanna be rebel. Wanna be rebel. <laughs> it wasn't very tough. <laughs> <laughs> what advice would you have to kids in this day and age? You know, who might not be by the books. They don't want to be at school. You know, kids who don't want to be there because it's hard, or they don't like it, or they're being bullied, or there's a certain situation happening in their life. Yeah,
1: just know that you can do anything you put your mind to, which you can. Anything, and and, and that comes with work as well. The one thing I wish I'd done, if I was sort of. Had my time again, I'd probably do a carpentry apprenticeship. I would have left school in year 10 and done carpentry, but just to have those skills with my hands, like I'd love to be able to impress my wife and hang a picture. (laughs) Um, Be able
0: to build something. (laughs)
1: Yeah, and yeah, exactly. Like being good with your hands. I think any, I think it almost should be like if any kids are struggling at school, young kids that are struggling with learning, I think that should almost be. I know we do woodwork and stuff, but it almost should be a prerequisite. Like you should learn how to use your hands because. Once you can build stuff, like, oh, I want to renovate my house. I've got no idea. But if I'd done a carpentry apprenticeship or something like that, well, I'd have half an idea, yeah. you know. And that, I just think once you can do that, it's just a skill you've got, whether you use it or not. Hey, you might get into, you know, you might become a lifeguard and then they could do a TV show and you might go completely the <laughs> other way. But at least you've got that skill, yeah, you know. And I think that's what we where we lack is we lack, you know, there's a lot of funny memes going around like about, you know, where's Pythagoras's theorem now and I gotta do my tax, you know, like and we should be teaching kids the right things to do. But I think I think kids need to be given basic life skills and you know, you need a roof over your head if you can build it yourself, why not?
0: Yeah, definitely. Mm. So you've joined the ASICs Sound Mind Sound Body as one of the ambassadors. What does sound mind sound body mean to you?
1: It's an interesting one. It's um I think I think I just do. I think I I do, I I don't think about it so much, but I guess for me, it's having your mind in the right place so that everything else can fall into place. If I wake up each day with the right frame of mind, then everything in that day that I've got planned will come easy. It's different for everybody. I think, like I said to you before, I meditate once every, you know, um, and it's not like, i Some people wouldn't even call it meditation, but it's just switching off once every sort of three or four days. I make sure I I run and I keep healthy because that means that I've got a healthy mind as well you know, our bodies are designed to hunt food because that's all we need to survive, right? We either walk to a water source or we try and hunt food and that's all we need. But now we've got coals and, you know, and that's where we would get our exercise. But now we've got, we just walk to the shop. Well, you know, you just drive to the shop. There, everything's there. Go, so, so we're not actually using our body how we should. I just think it's really important to have a sound body, which I think helps with your sound mind. And also the other way around, you've got to make sure you have a sound mind, which is doing all the little things to make that, Right. I also think that comes about by your personality as well. Unfortunately, some people aren't given the skills, but from their parents to have combat. Yeah, combat that are certain things. And, yeah. yeah, you shouldn't do everything for your kids because they need to learn, and yeah. learning's important.
0: Yeah, and I think that you know nowadays mental health is such a a hot topic it's so Massive. important and so for you would it be exercise yeah, exercise not always
1: running yeah running's a big one for me because it's what helped change my life and i'll always have running because it's one thing you can do anywhere mm-hmm. when i'm traveling when i you know i travel a lot for work and i can i love going to a new city because i run around it i go get lost it's great yeah but i also love open ocean paddling um i do a lot of that i love um swimming Swimming's great because it's a sport where you can, if you, I love talking to people, but it's also nice to have a break from talking to people. As you can see, I like talking a lot. So sometimes (laughs) I'm in the, yeah, love a chat. I
0: also think that it's important to have like a really great support network around you. So obviously like you've got your wife and your kids. How did you meet? How did you meet your wife?
1: Oh, how everyone meets these days, internet dating. Bumble, yeah, we're we're success Success stories so far. We've done a lot in three years and now we've got two kids, uh, bought two houses and yeah, she's amazing but she puts, I'm a complete nightmare. I'm a very moody male, I reckon and because like I've got a lot going on, I get stressed a lot, like I think, you know, I've met the ultimate woman because she's just everything. She's the most amazing mother, like she's the reason my kids smile a lot. 'Cause she's just no. so beautiful. Like she's beautiful but she's fun. Like we have a lot of fun together. She's a country girl and I love country girls. They're just you Down know. to earth. Yeah, just yeah. I don't know, great birds. Yeah. And you know, she yeah, she's just a legend. Yeah. I'm cool. very, very lucky.
0: And Reedy What's next for you? What else are you working on?
1: Um, got a lot of projects on the go. Probably do Red Bull Defiance, Mission Beach maybe uh, later in the year. That's events wise. Otherwise, just doing some fundraising stuff for Dementia Australia and Camp Quality and obviously two kids under two. That's all I've got time for really. Life. <laughs> just, life. Oh, I just love my life. It's awesome. Nothing to complain about.
0: <laughs> and Well, thank you so much for chatting with us, Reedy.
1: Thanks for listening to me ramble.
0: Reedy really does have the gift of the gab. What an engaging guy. So that's it for this series of Sound Mind, Sound Body Stories. We will be back soon with more stories of how people keep a sound mind in a sound body by keeping active and taking time to look after their mental as well as their physical health. You can also check us out at our webpage at ASICS.com. I'm Tegan Nash. Thanks for joining me. Catch you again real soon.